You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. What's going on, everybody? This is Chris Baker from Inc. 180. This is the Think 180 podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Kyle Craning. Hey, everybody. Hey, Chris. How's it going, buddy? I'm good. Um, real good, actually. We are, yeah, if you were listening to that. Kyle, so Kyle played that. I think it's super sick, but yeah, we're like two big, huge Star Wars dorks. So welcome to the Think 180 podcast. Don't forget it. Hope you guys are doing good. Um, been a little bit, so we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so we'll just kind of get into it, but uh, a lot, lot going on. Um, Governor Cuomo, New York, bad week, dude. A little bad, like month or two months, however it's how long it's been since it, like the news first broke about it. But yeah, what a butthole. Yeah, <laughs> put it politely. <laughs> yeah. So this has been going on for a while, right? And the 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 thing that made me. Not, I, well, it made me laugh what he said. Not, I don't find anything about this stuff funny at all. Um, there's nothing funny about what he did, but he tried to explain it away and said, well, I'm not a creeper. I'm just Italian. <laughs> and I'm like thinking about it for a minute because, like, you know, Lisa's Italian, right? And it's it's kind of interesting. Now, it's not like he was just hugging people or, you know, giving people a kiss on the cheek. He was like groping chicks at least. Okay. That's what we know about. And that's not okay. Right. Obviously. Um, but I was thinking about it and Italian people, I hate to generalize, but I've, I've personally found Italian people to be very affectionate people. Oh, totally. So like before I met Lisa, um, her, you know, her dad is, was Italian. It was hilarious. We used to get into epic conversations, arguments about, um, like good fellas and the Godfather yeah. and all that stuff. Oh yeah. How stereotypical they were. And yeah, he thought they were God's gift to the world, but, um, I mean, good fellas might be, but, uh, but you know, the crazy thing is like, I was never okay with like getting hugged from people before I met her family, her family, like they hug everybody. Right. And if that's what this was, then I'd be like, eh, yeah. Okay. I can mm -hmm. see it's like a, you right. know, it's a cultural thing. Okay. But dude, you were like groping people and grabbing, right. you know, backsides and breasts. And like, that's what we know about. I'm sure there's things right. that we don't know about or that's not specific to any, no, culture. no, that's creeper centric right. for sure. Hugging, so. Okay. Like we get it. Of course. Yeah. We know certain family, even outside of different cultures, there's families who are just huggers, you know, like yeah. our kissers. Like there reminds me of that SNL skit where they were with like oh. Bill Hader and like, yes. they just always kiss each other. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty over the top, but yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know. It's, 
it's interesting, you know, he was very defiant saying, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And then he, he steps down and the Lieutenant governor took his place. Mm -hmm. a, a woman, I don't recall her name um, because she's from, they're from New York and I really don't care about New York, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry if you're from New York, but you know, whatever. Um, not a fan, but she came out and she was actually really defiant yeah. in her first kind of, I don't know if it was a press conference or her first interview or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, just saying, you know, it's, it's a new day and things are going to be different and, like, well, that that's good. Right. Um, but then they were talking about impeaching him. Right. And then I was at the gym this morning watching the TVs and um, they said now they're not going to impeach him or they, they they were threatening to impeach if he refused to step down. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. OK. So if they impeached him, he could never hold office again. Right. Um, and I think they should go through with that. Why are I'm, my my question? And I don't know the answer. Maybe there's a valid reason. Why are they not going to impeach him now? Yeah, I'm not sure how it works at the state level. You know, I mean, when it comes to impeaching. So you get a you get a child molester out there, and they say, "Well, I'm I'm just not going to do that anymore." Well, you go, "Oh, okay, it's we're not going to prosecute you." Okay, dude, get him out of there. He shouldn't be in office anymore. Right. If this is how he is, that that's what's frustrating about the Matt Gates situation. Yeah, talk because about they that. were, you know, his associate Joel Greenberg, I believe was his name, mm -hmm. completely flipped on him. Yeah, and offered up all this information and data and it, everything. Basically, you know, case closed. Um, but now I, the update this week on Matt Gates was that they're going, he's going to flip on Trump, and I'm like, so then he gets off scotch free. Then Let's if he see. does that, that's what, especially because of the nature of the would-be indictment and the charges against him regarding sex trafficking, taking minors and paying for sex with minors. Like, so then that just gets flipped under the rug. Like, Oh, that was no big yeah, deal. See, I'm not okay with that at all. You know, it's like, okay, great. You have information about something else that's that you or somebody else thinks is bigger. Right. So they're going to let you go. That's BS, man. If you do, if you're trafficking, if you're a child, that, that should be off the table like sorry right yeah you're not you're not gonna get probation right that's someone's daughter yeah 16 year old oh, dude, if it was old. if it was one of my kids he wouldn't get to court it would be done and <laughs> i mean i just that's the truth i mean i i've talked about i've been talking about this a lot recently yeah, i yeah. i had a i have a friend who's and this happened years ago but we were just talking about it um, she, when she was five, she was molested by a neighbor, um, more than a couple of times and mm. he got put in prison, rightfully so, but he got in there and he, he did half of his time and he's getting out in six weeks and he's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm like I'll drive. You know, like I, <laughs> I'm sorry if you're, if you're out there, here's the thing, like there's people out there that are probably listening and probably very shocked that I just said that I I'm sorry. I have no problem saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, now let me explain. People are going to be like, Chris, you're all about second chances and people turning their lives around. Yep. hundred percent thing is, I don't know that child molesters can do that. 
I think yeah. there's something chemically wrong with their brains that make them attracted to children. Yeah. And going to prison and serving half your time doesn't fix that. Mm-mm. No. I don't know if years of therapy can fix that. I don't know. Um, but all I'm saying is if it ever, God forbid, ever happened to one of my kids, I would not hesitate to go to prison to take that person off the face of the earth. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. If that makes anyone that's listening, unfollow me. Don't really care. If you think that makes me a bad Christian, I don't really care. Um, the truth. That's just how I feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Rightfully. So I think most parents feel that way. Let me say that most parents. Again, most parents would mm-hmm. feel that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to be following this one for a while. I'm going to see what happens with Como. I, I hope it doesn't get swept under the rug and all this stuff. Um, I hope he's held accountable for whatever he did. And I'm sure more is going to come out. Definitely keeping an eye on this whole Gates thing. It's a mess. Uh, and not to add fire or fuel to the fire, but I think last time since we spoke... Cosby also was released. Yeah, Cosby got out of prison. What's up with that, dude? <laughs> what is up with that? Wasn't it like on some technicality? Yep. Yeah, and I don't know Disgusting. what the technicality was, but it was a technicality in somebody's testimony or something. Right. Out of all the people who testified, you know, further evidence how jacked up our justice system is in this country. But it's interesting that, you know... um, it's a rich black man mm-hmm. that gets out of prison. Yeah, exactly. But you've got, you know, people that don't have his means in life or his fame um, that are in prison for decades for selling a small amount of weed, which is, oh, by the way, now legal and the government profits off of it. Yeah. So, yeah. That, and that's a whole other topic for another day. In fact, I have somebody that I want to bring in to talk about that topic that awesome. is going to be very interesting in a couple of weeks. Now, we're going we're gonna to dig in on that whole topic here real soon because there's a lot of people that I know on both sides of it. And I would love to give my side of it. Um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that will be good. Yeah. Um, let's talk about COVID a little bit and kind of where things thing are. It's, it, it's still a thing. Yeah. So we're... So Kyle and I were talking before we hit record on this one about it's, it's crazy. It's a, you know, the numbers are going back up. Um, we kind of knew that would happen, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, the thing is it's frustrating, you know, when, when COVID first appeared in this country, they said, everybody wear a mask. So we wore a mask and they said, Oh, numbers are way too high. We need all non-essential businesses to shut down. So we followed that directive and we closed our business for four months. Um, We also got no federal or state assistance um, in that time. Um, I won't take government money anyway, because it's filthy, but they weren't offering it anyway. They were giving it to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and other much larger businesses. but it was earmarked for small business. Well, that's another discussion for another day. Mm. Um, so we shut down for four months. We're blessed to be able to open. If it would have gone another month, we'd be dead in the water. We wouldn't be here sitting talking about this right now. Um, then they said, get the vaccine, got the vaccine. And the numbers went down, numbers went down, numbers went down and everything was looking really good. And now it's creeping back up. And 
we were t- Kyle and I were talking about this this morning and I'm frustrated. It's frustrating. And like, I think everybody's frustrated with it. You know, it's, um, I stopped watching the news because I don't know what to believe anymore. What's real, what's not real, what's inflated, what's deflated, what's, you know, I don't know. I don't think they know. I think the media always kind of sensationalizes oh, totally. everything. Every little bit of news, they it's taken, it's inflated. A like thing, you said. Right? right? Yeah. So, um, so I rarely watch the news anymore. And it's actually made a huge difference in my life. Mm-hmm. Made me a lot more calm. Oh, it's, um, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, you know, it is interesting. We, you know, we're here um, outside of Chicago for these, those of you who don't know. But, um, you know, a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, we had Lollapalooza here in Chicago and it was packed. And so to get into Lollapalooza, you had to have. Um, been vaccinated or a negative COVID test within 72 hours, I believe. Something like that, right. Um, So that was their plan for mitigating. And the whole country has seen, I don't know if I want to call it a spike, but significant rise in the number of COVID cases. Especially in key key states that have low vaccination rates. I mean, not ideally, but specifically. So that's what I, that was my, my thing that I, asked Kyle, I said, you know, of all the people, let's say today, what is today? The 14th of August, 2021 of all the people that are in the hospital right now, I would love to know what percentage of those people are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Um, and that for the record is somewhere between 95 to 98, 99%. So it's mostly people people that are unvaccinated. Okay. Because I know, like, um, my sister-in-law, Stephanie, is vaccinated, and she had been sick with COVID for the last couple of weeks and is finally starting to feel better. Um, and her two of her kids had it. They were unvaccinated because they're too young. Um, as soon as they're allowed to get it, they're getting it. Um, I've seen all kinds of stuff on, of course, I talk about the media, but I think social media is just as horrible, if not more than the regular media, because I see people posting stuff on both sides of this thing. Like, you know, Jesus will protect me from COVID. I'm like, really? (laughs) It's not even, I love your analogy when we were talking, Kyle said, yeah, it's like, you know, if you stand in front of a moving train and say, Jesus will protect me. No, you have free will. God gave you free will to make your own stupid decisions and whatever. I mean, people have their reasons for not getting the vaccine. I got the vaccine the minute I could get it. Mm -hmm. I was so happy to get that shot. I was like, can I have seconds, please? Like, give me more. Give me all of the vaccine. Right. (laughs) Right. My kids, all three of our kids, Lisa's vaccinated. All of us are. Um, And that was our choice. Right. Um, one of my daughter's friends, one of McKenzie's friends is a nurse and I love her to death. And she posted something on, on Facebook or um, Instagram about a couple weeks ago. That was, it kind of struck me because she, she's very pro vaccine, which is like everybody should get vaccinated. And um, I, I happen to agree with her stance on that. But you know, she, she posted this, this thing basically it was like if you don't get the vaccine you get sick don't come crying to me kind of thing oh nurses are getting fed up with it <laughs> yeah they are and 
I'm fed up with it too, because what we're seeing and what we're hearing is the hospitals are their number, their COVID numbers are going up. So they have a lot of COVID patients. The number of ICU beds are being taken by COVID patients who chose not to get vaccinated. What happens if I get in a car accident, roll my car and I'm in ICU or I have to go to ICU, but there's no ICU room available because somebody chose to not get vaccinated and then they went to Lollapalooza and got sick and now they're in an ICU bed. If it got that bad in Illinois, that's what, that would be a failure of the health system. Big time, right? Same in Florida. Like if you, if you went to Florida, because uh, they're right there, I mean, they're setting up field hospitals and parking garages. Yeah. They're moving to make room for pediatrics in the ICU, which is terrifying to yeah, think about to see little kids mm-hmm. have to be put to have to go through this and most likely, you know, once they're intubated, end up dying or not. They're not going to, you know, should they survive, their quality of life will not be good. No, that- that's the thing that I'm tired of hearing about, too. Well, there's a 99 point blah, blah percent survival rate overall. Yeah, you survive, mm-hmm. but a lot of people have tracheas or tubes coming out of their chest. Their lungs are severely scarred. They need lung transplants. Yeah, They have other issues as well that have taken place and that are going to linger, and they may not live a long life. They're certainly not going to live the same quality of life that they had prior to having COVID, and that could have been prevented. Yeah. Say prevent. You can prevent this to a high degree of certainty. There will be breakthrough cases that's always been known since vaccines existed. Yep, we know sure. any vaccine has breakthrough and this vaccine has the same thing. And it's been still tremendously impactful in a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's, it's just a jab. Just go get it. Just get yeah. it, get the injection and you're done. Really Excuse me, bad. you're done. It's like, what, don't be afraid of it. If anything, just do it just to get it done. Yeah. By the way, there's no microchip in it. So you can put your magnets away. There's, it's very clear. Talk to your doctor about it. And if you talk to a doctor that says you shouldn't get the vaccine, go find a new doctor. Honestly. Now I I will say I do have a couple of friends who have medical conditions. There are some that have like chemo treatments or that are keeping um, them from getting it, but they take additional precautions to not expose themselves to it. Right. And they uh, they're counting on the rest of us, the yeah. society, to get vaccinated to protect the herd. Yeah. And I've had people, um, just the other day, I had a couple of women uh, come in for tattoos that were in their 70s. And they called me when they made their appointment. They said, do you wear, they said, are you vaccinated? I said, I am. They said, do you wear a mask? And I said, I typically don't, but I'm happy to if that makes you feel more comfortable. And they said it would because um, one of the two women, her husband is going through cancer treatment right now and he wasn't able to get vaccinated yet. Absolutely. No problem. I'll be happy to wear a mask for you. Um, and, you know, I have no issue with that. I'll, if, if that makes people feel better, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not wearing a mask for you. I don't care what right. you say. You know, I don't, I don't get that. that when people like, become so nasty about yeah. looking out for their fellow you know, citizen. Yeah. People are real pro-life until it comes to wearing a mask or getting vaccinated. Right. Right. It's just ridiculous. Oh, I, I don't know. I have, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of opinion on that. I I just don't get like, I have friends. (laughs) We have friends who are just anti-vaxxers for sport. Like they think it's 
hilarious that nobody's going to tell me what I'm going to do with my body. I'm like, okay, well, don't come crying to me when you're on a ventilator. Like I've seen a bunch of videos and stuff people have posted and, and put on all over social media, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, Instagram, where here's a person who was adamant. Like there's a video of them six months or a year ago, you know, stomping their feet. Like I'll never get vaccinated. This is BS. It's, you know, this is all fake. It's made up. It's not even real. And, and they're on a ventilator and they're staying there in the hospital on a ventilator crying saying, Oh my gosh, I should have just got the vaccine because you know, now I'm going to die. I'm like, yeah, you're going to die. I'm not saying good. I'm not saying that nobody deserves to die, but damn it. It could have been prevented. Right. That's the part that makes, I'm not, it makes me angry. Like people, you could have avoided this in their last dying breath. You know, their last words they spend saying take it serious and get vaccinated yeah and there's and there's people out there who were against vaccines prior to this who didn't you know catch it or weren't in the hospital mm-hmm. but they have heard and listened and talked with doctors and now they're advocating for it and mm-hmm. i've that's extremely powerful and, and it's great to see that there are instances of that too yeah um it's just it's maddening, you know, let's just take care of each other. That's what it comes down to. Forget, leave the politics out of it because politics shouldn't have been a part of this to begin with. When we were all sitting in our houses, uh, unable to physically go to work or open our, our tattoo shops or whatever it may be, making masks for, go to the gym yeah, or go to the gym. We (laughs) sat at home and we were all thinking, man, I, when can we get a vaccine? I, I, I'm pretty, I thought everyone, most people were on board with the vaccine at that point. I really did too. Either that or these people who didn't want to get it didn't understand how vaccines work mm-hmm. and that those that get it will kill the virus right. and won't spread it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just, the one thing, so there's a couple of things. Um, the black community has been treated horribly with vaccines and honestly, they've been used as guinea pigs in the past um, for years and years and years. Um, and I have, you know, some of my friends that are in the black community that were like, yeah, that's how I used to feel, but I really don't want to catch this crap. So they got the vaccine and they're fine. And, um, but I have other friends that are like, yeah, no, I don't, because, you know, this happened to my grandma and, you know, as a result X happened, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's crazy, but you know, Mackenzie's friend, um, Nikki, that's a nurse, she posted this thing about, you know, it's, it, you know, everybody should go get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. But I had just watched, like one of the last times I watched the news, it said uh, this report had been saying that one in four medical professionals have refused to get the vaccine. I'm like, how in the hell is that possible? First of all, it sends a, I think it sends a bad message to the public. If, because I, when I heard that, I was like, whoa what's wrong with it? There's one, one in four of you that are medical professionals are saying you're not going to get it. And you are dealing with people that have it every day. Like I would have thought they would all be for it. Like protect me from my patients, you know? Well, their thought is they got through with wearing some of, I would say their, they is like, this is not the majority by any means. Right. It has been proven to be the exact opposite. It's a very small group of medical professionals who feel this way. But they feel that because of the PPE that they wore 
during the original outbreak, they made it through just fine. Mm. But you know, something that needs to be made very clear, even if you had COVID before and it was no big deal, or if you never caught it and you're unvaccinated, it's coming for you. I'm mm. not saying that to be as a fear mongering. That's just the absolute truth. It is that infectious. It's just below chicken pox yeah. in terms of the infectious rate. Crazy. It will come, you will end up sooner or later, it will catch up with you. Yeah. And I hope that it's not too late. Right. Those people who say, I've never caught it this whole time. Yeah. And I never wore a mask. Well, wow. That's, yeah. you know, congratulations that you've you. done that. But that's not going to be the case anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I, here's how I look at it. I've, I've been pretty blunt with some of my friends. I'm like, I got enough dead friends. I don't need any more dead friends. Keep everybody healthy, damn it. Take care of each other. Yeah. Well, then here's another whole angle to it, right? So school's getting ready to go back into session. We live here. Well, I live in Oswego. Kyle lives in Yorkville. Why you guys say it like that? Yorkville's <laughs> cool. I go to the gym in Yorkville. I, it's like, isn't that like saying I have black friends? <laughs> like, I go to I go to the gym in Yorkville. No, Yorkville's dope. I love Yorkville. Joel Frieders lives in Yorkville. Can't be bad. Um, so no, um, school's getting ready to go back in session. Um, the Oswego School District just put out a thing, I, and I believe the governor put a mandate that all kids in schools K through twelve have to wear a mask. Man, what a crap storm that has set off on social media. Um, Parents saying, I'm absolutely not going to make my kid wear a mask. I'm like, I you like, don't have to, but the school's going to. Dude, it feels well, like. Send them home. It feels like, like I, you know, before, like when this all started, there were, there were people that were like, this is fake. This isn't real, blah, 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 whatever. But this feels even stronger. Like people are furious about it. Um, I just saw, I don't, I saw something this morning and paid kind of half attention to it. So take it for what it's worth. I don't even know what state it was. It was not Illinois. I know that. Um, but they said, um, a kid was suspended from school because he refused to wear a mask because his father said, my son will not wear a mask. So he's now been suspended from school and has to do basically like, um, home access study yeah. right so do that so kids aren't willing to protect each other and their teachers and the administrators and everybody else let them do home access school see how they like that because that was the thing last year parents were screaming i tattoo a lot of teachers which is hilarious yeah. <laughs> um and a lot of my friends that are teachers i had extensive conversations with them and they're like the parent the, you know, the kids are hard sometimes to deal with, with the, the e-learning, but the parents are the worst. Mm -hmm. Oh, the parents have always been the worst, you know? So the parents were like, you know, get our kids back in school. This is ridiculous. You know, get our kids in school. Okay. Your kids are going back to school. Okay. Well, they have to wear a mask. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, dude, thing, it's like, we're in a pandemic. What yeah. do you not understand about that? Yeah. Then homeschool your kid. Right. You know, if you feel that way, homeschool your kid. Because I'll tell you what, if my kid gets sick because your kid's not vaccinated and refuses to wear a mask, we're going to have a real issue here. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's, it's stupid, but that's people... thing tough with the, with the, you know, a pandemic with a airborne virus, you don't no way specifically track it right. because there's parents who are sending their kids to school, even if after they test positive yeah, when they're sick and well, it's funny when that's, they find out they're in trouble for that. That's yeah. become a crime in a lot of States already. Yeah. Well, what about the idiots that went to COVID parties when it <laughs> you had to see like started and then they all got sick and a couple of them died. Well, a couple from one particular story I heard about. Um, this, I, I don't know. I'm like, my th- here's my thing. And it's weird. Cause I, I'm, <laughs> I have mixed feelings on this whole issue. Cause if part of me is like, if they tell me that I have to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask. I don't That's fine. I'll wear a mask. No problem. I'm vaccinated, but I'll wear a mask. Um, but if they come in, if they tell us to shut down again, no, they can't they're going to have to drag my ass out of here that, that with guns drawn. Again. I won't do that. And I, I don't feel like I need to do that because this play, this shop and anybody that's been here will tell you this shop is cleaner than your damn doctor's office, your dentist's office, anywhere. Um, we have a five-star rating with the Illinois state health department. We've never had a complaint. Um, we take great pride in how clean and safe our shop is. And if they tell us to wear masks, cool. When they do, if they do that, cause I feel like that is coming. I'm also going to go back to the policy of only the person getting the tattoo is allowed back there. Mm-hmm. Everything's by appointment. No one's allowed to just like walk in, do right. walk-ins. Nobody else is allowed to sit in the lobby. It's strictly going to be the person receiving the service right. and that's it. So we will take mitigations, but I will not close the doors. Right. Absolutely not. Absolutely I mean, not. if they come in here and tell us to close, I won't reopen. I'll move to another state. I'll be done. I mean, they're not policing every business. No. Well, there, hell, there were businesses here that defied it and stayed open, and they never even heard from the state. Okay, we closed down, but not giving us any money. Yeah. Just like you didn't see any state money. Not a thing. Not a penny. Not so why a should penny. we close down? And they're not going to give you anything when you reopen. Nope. Nope. So stay open. Just be safe about it. It's that simple. Just about it. Yeah. That's it. All we have to do is be safe about it. I need a Xanax. Pisses me off. It does. It really does. And I know it gets under a lot of people's nails. Either way. I mean, we've all been festering about this for over a year now. And we all saw the light at the end of the tunnel when the vaccines became available. Mm-hmm. We're like, yes. Yeah. And I mean, it still feels great to have gotten to that point, to that achievement as society, a global society. To yeah. have that. There's still a lot of places that need vaccines mm-hmm. um, desperately. We're throwing them away because they're going unused. And they Crazy. have to be, you know, the shelf life is very short. Mm-hmm. And throwing it away and there's other countries who that's a thing like this delta it came from india mm. surprisingly it did not come from here you know uh, shocker but india it's very extremely populated and very tight a lot of urban areas that are very extremely yeah oh yeah close delta born there essentially just hit them ripped through them like wildfire I was going to make a bad joke. going to ask, <laughs> uh, hopefully the COVID can't be transmitted through telephone lines from them calling and asking about <laughs> my, my car, car warranty. warranty. <laughs> no. 
I don't know. There's always going to be new variants. I mean, um, there's another one coming right after the Dixie one they're talking about too. So I, hell, who knows, dude, I'm going to make every precaution to, to be safe and, and stay safe, keep my family safe, my clients safe, but don't even think that you're going to come in here and try and shut me down again. Cause I'm going to just kind of drop something on here that we're going to dive deeper into in a couple of weeks. I don't want to spend a whole ton of time on it here because it's something that needs a whole lot of time dedicated to it. Um, and we may have a guest that we're going to bring in to talk about this topic because it's something that really gets my blood pretty boiling. Um, it was very great restraint for me to not swear there. I just want to put that out there. Um, the, the argument of sex work and should sex work be legal um and i say hell no um not just no hell no the argument that some people make that sex work should be legalized that they think in their opinion that it reduces sexual assault molestation blah 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 utter crap absolute crap if you look at a It'll state slow down or stop sex trafficking no it is sex trafficking it's it's connected right but no they'll have a union that's bullshit how many unions are yeah yeah unions are always awesome of. yeah right um and if you're jimmy hoffa don't come knocking on my door <laughs> um but so one of our friends james van Ostal, um has a podcast called Car Con Carney that I was a guest on a couple few months ago. Great dude, really good guy. We love that guy. It was awesome. James did an interview. After he interviewed me, he interviewed a woman who we're not positive what her background is, but we believe that she was a sex worker. She, yeah, she says she was. Okay. So she was a sex worker, which basically saying she's an escort, well, that's prostitution. It's not sex work. Let's call it what it is. It's prostitution. Whether you did that of your own accord or somebody made you do that, it's prostitution. Mm -hmm. Right? Somebody made you do it, it's trafficking. Both suck. Okay? Um, and so, Kyle, you sent me this interview. I didn't even listen to it. Nope. I've listened to several people view their crap about sex work should be legal. Um, Her name I'm, is Caitlin Bailey. Caitlin Bailey. K-A-Y-T-L-I-N. Bailey. All right. Well, we're going to try and get Miss Caitlin Bailey on this podcast to have a, a spicy episode. spirited debate. Might um, have James be a, uh, we should, a, a, a mediator. We should get James sides. in on that, too. And it's not like, here's the deal. Like, I'm not going to yell at her. But I'm going to break down her little argument pretty freaking quick. Um, it's, it's crap. So I haven't watched James's interview with her yet because I don't, I need to be in a good headspace to do that and um, would just get me fired up. So what I'm going to do is I am going to watch it. We're going to try and get this woman. And I think that's a great idea. We should get, try and get James down here yeah. to sit in on it and be a part of it because it's an important topic and needs to be talked about. States are looking at this seriously yes, as an option. And this stuff needs to be shut down real fast because I'm pissed. Um, and you know, it's, I gotta, he paints a pretty rosy picture about it. 
Yeah, overall. well, and, and she, she does give some slightest wiggle room to some arguments against it, but not really. She's very strong willed. Yeah. And I think that, which no, is that's, awesome. That's and great. I think she's very uh, intelligent <laughs> and understand the why behind their approach, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these, it's hard to say. It really is. Because a lot of people who normally say that type of stuff are people who had no affiliation or have any exposure experience in that world, thank God. Mm-hmm. But that said, they try and come up with these great ideas of legalization. It's just a rosy picture. I think it'll work like anything else that's been legalized. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I do know. I know it's bullshit. Should not be legalized. Not going to stop sex trafficking. No, it's not, not going to stop, stop sexual ab- abductions. No, it's not. Well, so we're going to, we're going to dive deep into that. Um, but here, here <laughs> I get a lot of crazy phone calls. And when I say crazy, I don't mean crazy people calling me with stuff, although that occasionally happens. I get phone calls that make my head want to explode because what I'm told is so disturbing and, and crazy, air quotes, hmm. um, that it just it hurts my brain and my heart and my soul. I got a phone call this week from a mom, local mom, who um, was asking about our social media safety class, which um, in our announcements here at the end, I'm going to have an announcement for our next one coming up. Um, she asked me about the social media sign her or sign her daughter up for it. And I said, well, I said, here's, here's the info. Um, but it's for your daughter and you, Um, it's not just for your daughter because what it's meant to do again, we've talked about this numerous times, but just if you haven't heard that, what this is, is a class that my daughter and I teach together where we talk about how social media is used in the world of sex trafficking, uh, where grooming process, the messages, the sexting, the sextortion, the, you know, all the terrible things that pimps and traffickers and, and child molesters and, creepers and pedophiles use to get to our kids. Um, so she was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. She was totally, she understood why I explained it to her. Great. We'll be there. I said, is there anything I can help you with? Or you want to talk about before then? Yeah. I'm really worried about my 13 year old daughter. Like, yeah, it's tricky age. Right. And she said, well, I found out um, this week that she has OnlyFans page. And I was just like, I was silent for a moment. So if you don't know what OnlyFans is, OnlyFans is the hottest trend amongst people. So if I'm trying to think of the most friendly way to describe it. Basically, it's... I got, a, I got you covered. All right, hit me. It was launched in 2016. Okay. OnlyFans is a subscription-based social media platform where users can sell and or purchase original content, typically graphic variety. When utilized as an adult site, users will post not-safe-for-work videos, photos to their accounts, which are protected by a paywall. Originally, it was not designed around this, oh. but it morphed into it. And that's how it's become so big. That's stopping them. 
mean, there's other systems or platforms like this, like Patreon. Right. Awesome platform. A lot of small to large artists of different artistic forms use it. And it is awesome, you know, for someone that you're really into and you want to support them. But it's not, I think they must not allow this type of content on there. Yeah. That's why maybe OnlyFans, when it was launched, people shift and were like, oh, I can support myself and not go through like a agent. You know, because a lot of adult stars have agents or whatever they want to call themselves, which. Right. Is a glorified name. Mm. True. But yeah, that's where we are today. Uh, it's got the adult industry always drives technology, whether it was VHS <laughs> yeah. or DVD or Blu-ray versus the HD disc. And mm-hmm. now it's a. Yeah, so it, whenever I hear the words OnlyFans, all I think of is porn, porn, porn site. It's a porn site. Um, yeah, there's people that use it for other stuff. Like Kyle said, predominantly used for pornography. At so this this, point. this 13-year-old girl has an uh, OnlyFans page. The mom, I don't know, I wouldn't want to do this if I was the mom, but more power to her. She goes in and subscribes to her daughter's OnlyFans so she could see Ooh. what she posted. And she told me, a lot about it and it's like i've never met her i've never met her daughter and i wanted to go throw up um so i i will say this um the the mom and the daughter are both getting um help for this together um i think that's important Um, they're getting professional help for it they are coming to the social media awareness class that i'm doing here next month um, so I, and we're going to sit down and talk some more, but th- there's something broken with our kids where they feel that it's okay to have an account where strangers or not necessarily strangers pay them to basically watch them do sexual things on video mm-hmm. and interact with them. And it's terrifying. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about OnlyFans as well. So I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to get a couple of people that have OnlyFans pages um, that I know through different organizations or, or have had them um, to talk about kind of that side of it, what they've seen. But here's the here's the scariest part about it: there are people out there making millions of dollars off of OnlyFans. That, that's that's the attraction to it. Yeah. There's people who have quit their day jobs. Yeah who have and there's a lot of instances of that in general during the pandemic yep. especially in the beginning and over the summer into the fall a lot of people realized hey this side thing that i always used to do making decals or making really cool artistic pieces whatever it may be whether it's you know woodwork or posters whatever it may be like i can do this full time i'm really yeah. good at this and people like it. i'm making good money I'm making more money than my normal job and this is one of those buckets that people have fallen into they yeah. see the big one was bella thorne she earned a million dollars in a day Jeez. but remember she's a she's well known celebrity yeah right well that girl oh, what's her name she goes by bad baby she's the yeah. cash me outside how about that chick <laughs> yeah, trailer Bobby. girl she apparently has an OnlyFans page mm-hmm. and broke the record the first day that it, she launched it with the number of viewers she has um, I, so I have a, I have a, a friend who is friends with Paige Van Zant, the yeah. fighter. She was a UFC fighter and now she does some other fight league, 
um, beautiful. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She has, it's not OnlyFans, but it's another similar platform thing. And I, apparently she posts like nude photos and, you know, videos and all this stuff or topless or whatever. I don't know. I'm not looking at it, but, um, and I'm like, seriously, like this, and you know, she's like out there professing her faith and, you know, it's like, but you're doing this, like what messages that send? Cause you, right. you're on, and you're on dancing with the stars. So you got a lot of fans that aren't fight fans. fans. You got yeah. little kids probably that are fans and they're here and you've got this page. So there's all kinds, and I'm not judging anybody. It sounds like I am. And maybe I am a little and I, I need to not, but, um, is it, this, is this like the, the modern day swimsuit calendar? It kind of is, but you know, it's weird. It's like cameo is another mm-hmm. site, right? Where it has all these celebs and pseudo celebs and YouTubers musicians. and all that crap musicians where you can go on there and you can pay them whatever their fee is to send a customized video, like saying happy birthday to your wife or something. And it's like, I think people saw that and they're like, I can make money with content and they're, they're doing it. And a lot of people out there have no real, um, or they, they think they have no real marketable skills or stuff to put out there. So what do they put out there? Their body, you know, Oh, it's harmless. Nobody touches me. Nobody's here. You know, I'm not working in a strip club where something bad could happen. It's like, oh, bad stuff could still happen. People will, can, will track you down and yeah. Those psychos out there will do that. Yeah. So if you hear any of your kids talking about OnlyFans, be terrified. Be very terrified. But um, I'm putting some stuff together so we can have a deeper conversation on that here in the next couple of what do you, podcasts. How do you feel about feet based content? Dude, I don't get that, bro. But there are people like it, it's kind of a joke now. But people like maybe we should start an OnlyFans model my feet yeah people make some serious money there's doing some that. like people out there that are into some stuff and whatever so i mean weird. you know whatever so weird man um you know but yeah feet and no thanks <laughs> i ta- i've tattooed enough nasty feet right. bro i don't ever need to see feet i don't even like my own feet dude. <laughs> oh my like, feet are hideous yeah yeah i tattoo my feet so i don't have to look at my feet but anyway, so that's more on that coming in, in the next couple episodes. Let's, uh, we'll lighten things up a little bit here. So I had, since we recorded last, I had, I had my 50th birthday. Uh, feel great. I feel, you know, I turned, I turned 50 and I'll tell you for the last year and a half or so, I've been freaking out about turning 50. Just, it's a milestone. It's yeah. I know people are out there shaking their head going, it's only a number. Yeah. It's only a number until you turn 50. Um, and I would have had a bigger issue turning 50 had I not lost all the weight, mm-hmm. got my health in control. But the truth of the matter is I feel at 50, I feel like I'm like in my twenties. That's awesome. I feel absolutely like, awesome. I feel incredible. I'm off. I'm off all my blood pressure medications. I'm off the diabetic medications. I'm off everything. Um, I'm off the antibiotics um, from my infections in my leg and everything. So it's awesome. Um, But Lisa and the kids were like, you know, it's 50th birthday. It's kind of, it's a big deal. So they wanted to do something cool. They, you know, my birthday fell on a Saturday also. And it's like, oh man, that's kind of perfect. So I knew I was going to shut the shop down for the day. And the question was, what are we going to do? They were like, do you want to have a party? I was like, no. 
you want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. I want to, no, I don't want to do that. I want to spend the money. I don't want to do this. I don't want to spend money on that. It's, you know, so I, I really was thinking about it. Right. And I was like, what should I do for my 50th birthday? And I wanted to spend my 50, I really, really wanted to spend my 50th birthday doing something purposeful, really kind of just to say thanks to God for me being 50 and like what he's done over the last 11 years specifically. So I thought about it a lot and told Lisa's kids, I got them all together. I said, here's what I want to do. I want to start the day off. It's a Saturday. I said, I want to start the day at, at our church, at the food pantry, at the Hope Collective in Lake Zurich. And we're going to load up groceries for people that need them. And they were like, that's cool. Yeah, let's go. So we're like, all right, we're going to do that. And I said, and then after that, I think it would be really fun as a family. We're going to go out and we're going to commit 50 random acts of kindness for my 50th birthday. And the kids were like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a total like you thing to do for your birthday. That's right. perfect. So yeah, they're like all on board. They're like, yeah, let's do it. I said, then we'll go to dinner and we'll talk about it. Like 50 know. each or 50 no, totally. as, a, okay. as a family. Right. <laughs> but the funny thing was they were like, how are we going to get 50 done? Like it's going to take us more than today. And I was like, nah, we'll, we'll get 50 in there. So we, we go up to church, we do the food pantry we get some lunch. We come down to the, the Fox Valley here and we start, we go out and we start doing our thing. And we were, you know, some were as small as, you know, helping elderly folks load their groceries in their car. Um, we saw, we saw a woman that was in her, she's in the military in the national guard. She had her uniform on. So we paid for her gas. You know, we bought a couple of meals for people. We gave, took some, we went and bought food at Chick-fil-A, took it out to homeless folks that were sitting around to give them food, right? Stuff like that, right? We weren't like building people houses and stuff, but we were doing 50 random acts of kindness. And it was cool. And we're going around and we're having fun and, and it's exciting. And the kids are getting excited. So like, all right, you know, we're at 40, you know, and they're counting them as we go. And, and we get to 50 and it's, it was about five o'clock. And I said, all right, let's, there's a Starbucks. Let's go sit down and get a drink. We sit down and we're sitting inside Starbucks drinking our drinks. And I asked all the kids and and Lisa was totally in on this. So I was like, what was your favorite part about today? And they all had a different one. They were all good things. You know, I thought it was all cool. And I said, you know, (laughs) you guys got really excited counting them up, huh? And they're like, yeah, it was fun because we didn't think we could get to 50 in a day. We thought it was going to take us longer. And I was like, yeah, but I said, when you, when we hit 50, you guys were pretty excited. And they're like, yeah. And I said, you know, I said, that, that's cool. That was kind of my point. I wanted you to get excited about that. But now I want you to never do that again. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, I want you to stop counting the times that you do things for people, that you bless people. Um, because God doesn't count the number of times he blesses us every single day of our lives. I said, so we need to just, this needs to be our, our DNA. Like we just do stuff for people. We just, this is who we are, this is what we do. And we don't pat ourselves on the back for it. And, and all that is just what we're about. And they're, it's funny. Cause they, then they were like, oh man, I didn't know this was going to be like a lesson thing, you know, <laughs> but it was cool. We, I mean, we all had fun doing it. It was a good day. Then we went out and had a nice dinner and. Um, talked about it some more and, and stuff, but it was a nice birthday. It was really great to just spend time with my wife and my kids and um, their significant others. And it was, it was a fun, fun time. Um, 
Um, but then right after that, we went down to Florida for Quinn's birthday. We were there for a week. And of course, you know, she wanted to go to Disneyland one time. So we went one day. That's all that we could damn afford because it's so ridiculous. But um, I met some pretty interesting people down there that uh, do some incredible work with people that work at Disney. And I met a woman who was Cinderella at Disney for four years. She was dating a guy that was Prince Charming. Yeah. And they started dating. I'm like, well, how perfect is that? And she's like, it was perfect until it wasn't. So this guy was from South America. Um, and they were dating. It's pretty serious. They were starting to talk about marriage. And one day he says to her, um, hey, my, my uh, grandma is dying. She lives in Costa Rica. It doesn't really matter. Oh, no, Colombia. Um, I know it started with C and he said, I want to take you. I want my grandma to meet the woman I'm going to marry. So will you come with me to Columbia? I'll, I'll pay for everything. Right. And she's like, yes, yes. You know, I love you. Of course, you know, I'd love to meet her. And so they get everything going there. They, he buys the, the flights and everything gets a passport. Everything's in order. And a week before they were getting ready to leave, this guy who was, quote, a friend of his that she knew she had met, called her and said, absolutely do not get on that plane. Whatever you do, do not go on that trip. I don't care what happens. Do not get on the plane. He is going to sell you. What? So this guy was trafficking. The, so the friend that called is a cop who was investigating the guy at the time. So he like got close to him and he thought he, the guy thought he was his friend. No, he's a cop. and He's investigating him. So basically, essentially, this guy saved her life because he was taking her to Columbia to sell her. And she told me that whole story. And she works with sex trafficking survivors down there. So, you know, we, we go down there for a vacation. But, and we had a great time as a family and stuff. It was good to get away. Um, but God put some crazy, amazing people in uh, my path to... Um, teach me some stuff. And one of the other folks that was working with her, um, it's a husband and wife team. They work with Johns who had admitted that they've had an issue with buying sex and they do deep, like heavy handed work with them, um, to, to break that whole cycle. And it was powerful to, to hear. And I'm, I'm actually going to have them on. They're coming to Chicago, uh, October. So they'll be on the podcast. Um, so yeah, Florida was good. Last thing I, I want to ask everybody for, um, my, my good friend, Randy, um, he's kind of asked everybody kind of keep somewhat private. Uh, he doesn't want his last name out there, but he's a really, really amazing friend of mine. He, um, has been diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome, um, which essentially is like, he's temporarily paralyzed from the neck down. Um, terrifying. He's in the hospital and been getting daily updates from him. We have our whole church praying for him. Our prayer team's praying for him. So uh, if you could pray for my friend, Randy, uh, really, really appreciate that. Um, announcement before we kind of head out, I, I alluded to it before our next social media safety class is actually taking place on Sunday, September 19th um, from five 30 to 7 PM at the compass church in Naperville. It's the new location, South Naperville on route 59. 
Um, I'm going to be posting about that on all of our social media. It's open to parents and kids. Um, we want you all there, um, parents and kids, not just, don't just send your kids. We want you to be there too. So it starts an ongoing conversation, but, uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Shop's getting ready to open. I saw Lisa just pulled up. So we're going to close things out. Actual work now. Yeah. We got to work, man. I got to mop the floor and yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah. Nah, she's ready to work today. But uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we've got some powerful stuff coming up. So what are we closing this out with? Hold on. I'm coming. <laughs> Have a good week, y'all. <laughs>